1: Good evening, Pats Nation. This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots post game show. I'm your host, Mike Molyneux, alongside my co host, Marvin Azan. Whew! Crazy ending man, oh man. to that Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers game. Final score 27 24. Patriots get the win. The ending to that game, the last two minutes. If you're a Patriots fan, You know, obviously, you saw what Brady, Gronkowski, Deion Lewis did with their their game-winning drive. And then the defense comes out, and one moment you hate the defense, you figured, oh, they just cost you the game. And then the next minute, they save the game with the interception that completely ends the game. Patriots squeak
0: out of Pittsburgh with a victory. Where do you even begin with this game, Mike? (laughs) There's so many things we can talk about during this game. Like you said, 27-24. The battle between Brady and Roethlisberger, both quarterbacks had a pretty good game, you know. Steelers, for the most part, controlled the pace of the game. Running the ball with Le'Veon Bell had an amazing game. Le'Veon Bell, 24 rushes, 117 yards, also added five catches, 48 yards. It was the Le'Veon Bell show throughout. And then another story is Antonio Brown gets hurt in the first quarter, drops a a touchdown in the end zone. He get, I think it's, they're calling it a um, a lower calf injury. He got sent to the hospital. So we don't know his status for the future of coming weeks, but Martavis Bryant, another guy who really stepped up. Steven Gilmore was on in one-on-one in the first half. Bryant got his way four receptions, 59 yards and got that touchdown on him. But back and forth effort from both teams, Let's talk about the final two minutes.
1: Well, you know, we've seen it time and time again. If you watch the New England Patriots, you know in that situation, Tom Brady is usually the guy who can handle, you know, a comeback type of situation like they were in this afternoon. Uh, You knew Brady was going to do his thing. Finding Grump, big plays down the field. Deion Lewis had some great runs. It was just a combination. Brady was locked in, laser passes going to his guys, unbelievable catches. Gronk had a a Julian Edelman-type catch that you thought it probably grazed before. Seemed like it was an inch off the ground, but Gronk was able to get his big hands underneath the ball and secure the catch. And then Lewis just, you know, with the huge, you know, big punch it into the end zone move that he had to, to, to score the touchdown. It was amazing to watch, but at the same time, we're used to seeing that happen for Tom Brady in the offense because they're able to get things done like that. But then you come out, Pittsburgh gets the ball. 58 seconds 58 left. 58 seconds left. After 20. After 20. You know, obviously, it's gonna, it, it looks like it's pretty much over. There's no way, you know, you don't think it's going to be easy for Roethlisberger to make it down the field, even into field goal position, uh, to have a chance to tie the game. One
0: pass, Smith-Schuster. Gone. Go on down the sideline. To the point where, as a Patriots fan, you're looking like he's going to break away and score a touchdown.
1: It looked like it, for sure. And, I mean, if it wasn't for, I forgot who no, probably stuck his arm out and and tripped him up just a little bit to slow him down. If it wasn't for that move, he was probably going all the way to the end zone. And then you get there. You know, Roethlisberger makes this pass to, I think, James, James, uh, what's the tight end's name? Ooh, Jesse, Jesse James. James! Jesse James makes the pass to Jesse James, and oh, I bet when everybody saw that touch, it was that play, game over! It's game over! Patriots defense to screw this whole thing up. You know, a, a game-winning drive from Brady right down the drain with that uh, touchdown pass uh, to to Jesse James, and then it gets called back because the guy doesn't control the ball when he tries to roll into the end zone. And then you know the rest, right there. Time ran out, didn't have a, they they, they couldn't do anything with the time. No timeouts. It was just (laughs) the defense came in clutch. You know, as much as we hate the defense sometimes and the plays that they make, they also came in clutch crazy.
0: Mm. And, you know, you see it time and time again. Patriots really got lucky in this game. Let's, let's put it out there. You know, they made the drive was amazing. Two minute drive, Tom Brady, Dion Lewis, Rob Gronkowski. We're going to get on Gronk later in the show because he was incredible throughout this game. but. You leave 58 seconds left, Mike, there's no way your Patriots defense should let the, the Steelers even get close to score. Maybe you let up three points and you're thinking overtime, but to get that close, it was such a blown coverage on Juju Smith, Smith-Schuster. Smith Jordan Richards, if you look at the play again, Jordan Richards dies for Smith-Schuster, a horrible play, and lets him go off crazy. And then the Jesse James touchdown that wasn't called lucky break. He didn't lucky. need lucky break. He, it's clear. I don't think it's a controversial call. Once you really look at it, he doesn't have full control of the ball. I think it's his left hand that slips off and it falls, but he didn't even need to do all of that. The, the Steelers were primed to score in that position. Then you talk about the interception that they get at the end of the game with Harmon. Wild finish. We see you guys commenting right now. Some people saying they're sweating, they need (laughs) Mets to calm down. And it was a really, really ridiculous game. Keep commenting, letting us know how you felt about this game, Mike. But Robert Gronkowski, he came back with a vengeance, Mike. Absolutely, absolutely. Nine
1: reception, 168 yards. Wow, you knew that Tom Brady has his guy back. You know, his top target, number one option. Tom Brady was going to be finding him as much as possible. And, man, did Grikowski have a game. Uh, we're not surprised. You know, this is a guy, he couldn't wait to get back on the field, you know, after everything that's taken place that led up to a suspension. Uh, he couldn't wait to get back on the field. And I know for a fact Tom Brady couldn't wait to have him back either. Huge game from him, especially in that final drive. Brady was just locked in, dropped back, and he's going to Gronk. Didn't look, I don't even know if he looked anywhere else when he dropped back in those final two minutes. He was just looking for Gronk because, you know, Big-time players make big-time plays, Marv, and that's what Gronkowski is, that's certainly what Tom Brady is, so I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that Gronkowski, one, had the game that he did today, and two, was as reliable as he was that final two minutes
0: uh, that led to the game winning drive. Gronk, like you said, so Gronk wasn't, and it's like he feasts off Steelers' defense, he's always had a great game against the Steelers. 13 targets, Mike. When's the last time you seen Brady target anyone 13 times this year, especially without Edelman? So you knew that Gronk was really going to be a key. Another key player in this, in this game was Brandon Cooks. He had four receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown early in the game. You know, the first play was a bomb to Cooks. It seemed like they were really trying to work him into this game as well. It, it sure did. I mean, obviously, you get Gronk back
1: top option, like I said, but Cooks, you know, Brady has to look somewhere else. It can't be all Gronkowski. You know, Brady has to have another guy he can probably go to. And Cooks has been holding down a solid role all season long. And like you said, he had the lone touchdown from Tom Brady. Brady's arm still works just fine. And those plays down the field, you know, there was that one that I think Cook stepped out of bounds, bounce, but sort of play got called back. But that was a huge play down the field. And those are the type of plays that you sometimes need to, you know, catch a defense. Off guard, you know. Cooks has that ability to go downfield and you know take the top off the defense and make big plays. Whether it's making a big play or getting the flag call for passing fence, whatever the case may be, he can have a huge impact on a game every time they play.
0: And so Cooks, Cooks, and Gronk they really took over the receiving game. But the running game was huge in this as well. First of all, Rex Burkhead leaves in the, leaves in the second quarter with an injury. I think it was a knee injury. Yeah. So he, we, we, he was out for the rest of the game. But you had Dion Lewis, and it was Dion Lewis' time to shine. Only 13 carries with 67 yards, and he had that key touchdown in that late-game drive. This is Lewis's time now, Mike. You know, Without, without Burkhead, you're going to see more maybe Lewis in the passing game as well. James White, he seemed a little hobbled out there for me today. I don't know if he got hurt earlier in the game. We saw him limping a little bit, but he – James White didn't seem look like the James White that we really love to see. So it's, it's more on Dion Dion Lewis's shoulder, and he he really rocked out, especially in that second half.
1: Yeah, it's you know like you said, it's going to be a lot of Dion Lewis, you know, moving forward if Burkhead is out for an extended period of time. But it's um it's very you know mind boggling to me as to how come, you know, throughout the whole season, James White hasn't been in Baltimore. I think he had one game where you know he he put up a, a decent numbers and i think that game was against the leafs yeah yep. where he came out you know and played well but other than that james white hasn't been involved too much at all and it's it's weird because you know this is a guy who you know some people can make the argument he might be the super bowl mvp instead of tom brady you know he has such an amazing game amazing performance and then he come out this season you know, it's hard to imagine there's a real drop off in his play, you know, because his abilities declined, like it doesn't make sense. You know, obviously they went out and got Burkhead, but you would figure that James White would have more more a prominent role in the offense, and he doesn't. And I mean, now with Burkhead hurt, who knows how bad the injury is, how long he could possibly be out. You know, you would assume one that they're going to, you know, uh, activate uh, Mike Galissi, who's been inactive the last couple of weeks. But... Deion Lewis will do his thing and he's very capable, but it's it's good to have the next guy step up and James White. It might be your time to do so if Burkhead is out for an extended period of time. And I think, you know, if he's Hobble, I know you said he probably looked Hobble. You know, let's hope that's not the case. But the things that Burkhead was able to bring to the team, I know James White is very capable of doing the same thing. So it might be a, a lot of James
0: White and Deion Lewis. Moving forward and this is why you have the depth this is why you have your four running backs deep just in case something like this does happen late in the season you're not too worried. Mike so outside of just being a crazy game this game was very important if you if you have lost this game New England Patriots. You will drop down to the three C yeah yep. and three seed, looking up at the Jaguars and the Steelers and that means you have to play the wild card game and you know and Bill Belichick's history. They have never won or gone into the Super Bowl starting with that wild card. So now you got the number one say You control the de- that destiny. You control your own destiny. You have, I believe, Buffalo next. Then you finish it off with the Jets. Two games that should be winnable. Buffalo, you know, they're still fighting for a playoff spot as well. They're, I believe they're in the sixth spot. So that's going to be a tough, tough matchup next week. And, you know, we all heard, we all know that Gronk's coming back. What they might they might give a couple extra shots up because the whole hood want them <laughs> apparently. So a, a big matchup next week. This is how crucial this game was to get that number one spot, and hopefully you get a first round bye and the rest of the playoff goes through New England.
1: Yeah, but I mean I think we've uh, we've seen over the last couple of seasons that when it comes to the final couple of weeks, sometimes Patriots Belichick they like to do some funny business. Funny business, especially, you know, next couple of games, you know, Jets in, uh, in Miami, Buffalo. Buffalo, I'm sorry. Uh Hopefully it's not a situation where, you know, the Patriots are running out the clock or, you know, they always do some weird they stuff sometimes. They can't afford to this year. In my opinion, and, you know, let us know what you think. In my opinion, I, you, I know, you know, you got the big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got that taken care of. Now you're at top, you know, the conference. But in my opinion, you have to look at these next two weeks as must-wins. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Obviously, yes, they're winnable games on paper. It's the, it's the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Those are winnable games. I think you also just have to go in with the mindset that, no joke, come out and dominate you know, these next two matchups. Because if you look at it, Miami, mean, sad performance. Sad performance against Miami. And then today, you, know, you have a game where, They didn't have Antonio Brown. They lost him very early in the game. And then you let Le'Veon Bell just have his way, you know, with the defense. I think you need to come out these next two weeks, even though they know it's not a big-time matchup like it was today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think you need to come out the next two weeks and dominate against uh, Buffalo in New York.
0: Listen up, Hoop fans, basketball season is back and now it's time to get your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to action. It's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test in which you win huge cash prizes every night playing the one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to play. Choose from the public contest with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends. They even got a beginner and casual contest where you'll play against people of all similar skills levels. The best part, you can get to draft at your own team every day. And drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy. And what makes it better? Winning cash, obviously. Just as Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin, they both turned a $3 entry into 1000 bucks. Use the code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free at your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. Don't wait. Use code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in. Tonight, the code is CLNS only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game. We see your comments a lot
1: of comments, excuse me, a lot of comments flying left and right. We're definitely going to get to them. But one thing I want to talk about just before uh, I started talking about just before you got into that Steelers rolled out Antonio Brown, and you figured you know, coming into this game, Antonio Brown's probably going to have a pretty solid day. Uh, they're going to have to pay a lot of attention to him and Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Antonio Brown goes out. It's all a Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Smith Schuster's there. Yep. Uh, Bryant's there. But you figure Bell's going to get a lot more looks. Hmm. Is it concerning to you? How concerning was it to you that the Patriots didn't have a, a better time slowing down the offense when, you know, their top guy, the leading receiver in the NFL is out of the game? And, you know, all the focus shifts to Le'Veon Bell and what he's capable of doing. Is it concerning to you that they didn't,
0: you know, do a better job in containing that? I think Pittsburgh Steelers game plan wasn't Antonio Brown focused this week. Hmm. I I think the game plan was really to really get Le'Veon Bell involved as much as possible and control the clock and not let Brady have the ball. And that's what they did the first half. You know, first half, you barely saw the Patriots on the offensive field. Le'Veon Bell was getting five, six yards on over and over again, and the Patriots couldn't get off third down. There was the third and twos, the third and fours. Pittsburgh was continuing always getting completing those, especially to Le'Veon Bell. So Le'Veon Bell was the key, and the Patriots haven't been able to stop the run all year. This is not something new. And then when you get the leading rusher, probably, arguably the best running back in the league, he exposed the Patriots' defense, and you have you have a lot of practice squad guys in there. You got and Landon Roberts, like who I honestly think is he sucks. <laughs> he just sucks. You, I've been seeing a lot of you guys comments about Van Noy. It's a sad time, Mike, when you have to really wish and be happy that Van Noy is coming back. I know he's played better in this year, but he's he's just you know another middle of the line linebacker, and that the fact that Patriots fans and us were waiting for Benoit to be back, that just shows where this defense is at, especially in the linebacker position. So you have a lot of guys from practice squads, guys learning the system, playing these defensive roles, and they can't tackle. How many times did we see that Big Ben got away from a sack oh, and ex- ex- extended plays. Big Ben was hobbled out there, and he was still running for first downs on third down situation so the third down defense was a real problem and with or without it of course until not having antonio brown hurts but when you have juju and martavius Bryan those are great robins to antonio brown's batman and they played well and Le'Veon was just unstoppable absolutely man it was it was really you know interesting to watch like you
1: said it's a lot of practice guy practice squad guys and just young guys out there on defense and it's tough to watch. It drove me crazy seeing all those plays where, you know, they get to Ben Roethlisberger, and they maybe just get a hand on his jersey, and this guy is still able to break away—a big, fat, you know, hobble Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he doesn't want to run with the ball. He's not a quarterback. He can do it. Every quarterback, Tom Brady can run with the ball, but there's some that <laughs> there's some that just don't want to do it. And I don't think Ben Roethlisberger wants to run with the ball. But the fact that the Patriots had so many opportunities where they could have gotten many sacks. I think they only finished the game with uh, two sacks, if I'm correct. Yep, only two sacks. They they could have got to him and sacked him at least a good four or five times. Um, But it was just tough to watch. And moving forward, I mean, obviously, like I said, the next two weeks coming up uh, against Buffalo and New York, the talent is not the same as compared to Pittsburgh. But I think you're looking for the defense to come out and have dominant performances against these teams. Where these two teams are not probably making the playoffs. They're not getting to the
0: playoffs. Uh, Bills Bills are in, the, are in the playoffs right now. They're in, Bills the sixth, are in? they're in the sixth seed, so that's why it's an important game. Patriots gonna mess
1: that up real quick. <laughs> but I mean, you still wanna see this team come out, play better. I think that's the, that's the only way to really put it. You want this the defense to play better because as we saw in those last two minutes, Tom Brady the offense can get the job done. They can get it done. You don't have to worry about that. But you want to see the defense play much better moving forward, especially with the playoffs
0: around the corner. Let's get to some of your guys' comments here. We got Mike. He said, we need to tighten up the D, get Van Noy back. How about number 25 with that big play to end with the leading to, to the interception? Eric Rowe, Mike, is a guy who's finally working himself back into the system. In these past couple of weeks, he's been playing really well. He's been playing in those dime packages. And I would love to see him work up to maybe, you know. I, they like Gilmore at the number two playing the big big receivers, but he can he's he's a starting caliber cornerback when he's healthy. And he's been playing very well. That's the help you need going into the playoffs. So I like to I love what I'm seeing from Eric Rowe. And another Clifton talking about the third down defense. We have to clean that up. Once again, my third down defense, huge problem, especially in the first half. When you can't get, when you can't get Brady the ball, you can't win. That is very true. This was the first of two meetings with these guys. We'll see them again at AFC Championship. Very true. It's, it's looking like you know, Pittsburgh comes to New England, hopefully. And hopefully they win that out. But this Antonio Brown. Is he gonna be playing? How how's Pittsburgh's game gonna change from here to then? How are the Patriots gonna improve when they get a Van Noy back? When they when they establish Kenny Britt into the system, Chris Hogan comes back. So a lot of a lot of factors that are not yet established going into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean in all honesty, Pittsburgh's offense has been has always been one that scares me a lot. You know, they've gotten lucky. Um the last time they faced Pittsburgh in last year in the playoffs, AFC Championship game, uh, they lost Le'Veon Bell to a groin injury in like the first quarter or whatever, early on in the game. Um there's been times before in the regular season where uh Le'Veon Bell was suspended one time, uh Roethlisberger didn't play for injury. But when you have all of those guys on the field, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, and um Antonio Brown, they're very scary. They always scare me. And especially knowing the fact that you know, the Patriots defense isn't an elite defense. You know, they're not a shutdown, you know, force a lot of turnovers defense. So what scares me, especially with the with the possibility of these two, two, two teams playing again in the AFC Championship game. Luckily, it looks like that game is going to be played in New England. How things are set up now. But I mean, we know what Le'Veon Bell is capable of. We know what Antonio Brown is capable of. So a game, AFC Championship game, again with Patriots and Steelers, my goodness, it's going to be one that's going to have you on the edge of your seat, in my opinion. But I won't rush it, you know, we're not there yet. There's still a lot of football left
0: to be played, and these two teams have to win and make their way. We're getting a lot of comments about the catch. Do we think it was a catch? So from hindsight, when you're looking at it, yes, it's a catch. Anybody will believe it's a catch. but the rule books, if we're going by the rules, I can, by the NFL rules, no, it's not a catch. I hate how this catch thing is becoming debatable. If You look at it, anybody from a guy a fan looking at, that's a catch that should it should have counted. But by the and new NFL rules, hit him hitting the ground, not having establishment of both hands, the ball moving, then it's not a catch. Simple
1: as that. I mean. When the f- play first happened, I don't think anybody was focused on his hands at first. I think everybody was just looking to see, you know, he was he in? Did he roll over? Did he get touched? touch? You know, obviously, referees have to look at the play, and that's one thing I noticed. I mean, I think once the commentators brought it up on the TV te- while you were watching, okay. I think that's when everybody said, oh, he really didn't have control of the ball once he went into the end zone. Uh, it wasn't a catch. I mean, I know Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I'll probably live it right now. They're they're in the comments right now going crazy. Ah, They out there, I bet. But, I mean, watch the replay, fellas and ladies. It's not a catch. The ball hit the floor. He bobbled it. He didn't secure it. So, you know, it is what it is. Believe me, if I was a Steelers fan, it probably hurt me too. If I was a Steelers fan, it probably hurt me too. But I think, you know, the right call was made. Patriots won the game.
0: We're moving on. we got a question. Who do the Steelers have left on their schedule? And they have the Texans and the Browns. So two winnable games for the Steelers, too, which puts more emphasis on why the Patriots need to take care of business against Buffalo and the New York Jets. Yeah, man. Uh,
1: it's going to be the race to the end of the regular season. I mean, obviously, this, this was a big game. But, you know, both teams, in my opinion, want to win out. To, you know, to help not only most of their confidence going to the playoffs, but you also want to come out healthy and having dominant performance, and then you get the bye week. Hopefully, you know, probably get the bye week. Um, and then moving forward, it's it's gonna be interesting to see who comes out on top and who, what two teams are playing in the AFC championship game, the divisional game. Everything's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out because there's a lot of football left with teams
0: moving around, they have must-win games coming up. And Mike, we finally see what happens when the Patriots force a, force a turnover. We've been we've been asking for this all all season. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Something that made the Patriots defense great that they haven't been doing these past couple weeks. And it finally big time a big time moment. Harmon makes the makes the catch, and it's good to see Harmon be the one to do it. Especially last week when he riled up the defense together, and he was really yelling, he was talking the talk, and this week he walked the walk. You know, bringing that defense and Ending that game with a statement like that—that that can really rile up the defense going further in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, that Harmon, that video Harmon, you know, talking to the to the defense, giving them just what looked like such a passionate speech. You know, that was huge. You know, there's always usually a guy on the team who steps up and does that, and the teams need that a lot. So, I mean, hopefully, moving forward. More plays can happen like this, whether it be Harmon or anybody else on the on the defense, you know, big thing that we're looking forward to seeing is turnovers. And if you can force turnovers, you can really turn the tide in a football game.
0: Mike, we got some people trying to question your credibility. <laughs> can you can you answer this? So they're saying that you are a Steelers fan, Mike.
1: Do I look like a Steelers fan? I don't know. Do that. I talk are like do, a Steelers fan? Are you, are
0: you doing the the Pittsburgh's last game, game I show? checked?
1: This says the New England Patriots post-game show. I'm here after the show week in and week out. There you go. So if you want to come talk to me about Patriots football, we can make that happen. People want to question my credibility, saying I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a football fan, and I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, Steelers got some good players. Cool, but they lost today to the New England Patriots. That's what it's all about. I apologize if you feel some type of weight or you're hurt. But I think those people know how to get in contact with me. So we're going to keep it moving.
0: I like that a lot. Mike, I'm looking at the time. We can talk about this game. Like, this game was really, it was wild. It was a wild, wild game. So many, so many things we can talk about and dive in further. We'll still be looking at your comments. But, guys, it's time where we talk about the stars and sorries of the game. Everyone, go in your comments right now. Give us your stars. Who do you guys think is the star of the game? Whether it was a Pittsburgh player, whether it was a Patriots player, and your reasoning, we're going to read them out. Mike Nice, Yeah, star of the game. I'm going to go with Rob Gorkowski. Like I
1: said before, you knew he couldn't wait to get back onto the field after serving that one-game suspension. And he comes back, nine receptions, 168 yards, and that two-minute drive at the end of the game, he seemed unstoppable. I've seen a lot of comments coming out. Gronk looked unstoppable. And I mean, he did his thing. Tom Brady's most reliable target, uh, most trusted target. Gronkowski is a huge reason why the Patriots were able to come out and win this game. He definitely gets a star of the game from me.
0: Man, I just have to say ditto, Mike. Ditto for Rob Gronkowski, unstoppable player. But another person I want to give a star to, Tom Brady. I know he did not have the perfect game. Even in that two-minute drill, he almost threw an interception Mm -hmm. there late. But when it comes to the clutch moments, if you give Brady the ball, he's going to perform. That was this vintage Brady. As Patriots fan, when you watched and you knew you had two minutes left, I don't think you were nervous. I wasn't nervous. Were you nervous? I think you knew that the Patriots were going to go down the field. It was a matter of how much time we were going to leave left for Pittsburgh. And clearly, you didn't need much time to leave for Pittsburgh because they marched down the field in a second. But Tom Brady put you in the position to win this game. So I'm going to give it a star to Tom and Rob Gronkowski.
1: I'm going to give out another star, but this player doesn't play for the New England Patriots. Does that make me a Steelers fan now? Because I'm giving out a star? Oh, you guys might be right. Maybe Mike is a Steelers
0: fan. (laughs) I'm going to
1: give out a star game to Le'Veon Bell. Not only did he have a great game, but he's also (laughs) on my fantasy team and he's helped push me to the finals. Wow. Le'Veon Bell, great performance. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope you continue the great work next week in my finals matchup. So, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. And I see some people in there
0: that agree with me. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell started a game for sure. we got Juju as well from Jose. Juju had a big game. You know, Antonio goes out and Juju Smith performed. Let me see his numbers real quick. Juju has six receptions, 114 yards on, on six targets. The, the rookie can ball out. He had that big play, obviously, that should have in my opinion, should have won Pittsburgh that game. But unfortunately, because of that call, which we're going to see a lot, yeah. and I hope in this offseason, as, as I am a Patriots fan, <laughs> <I am> before <laughs> it comes out, I am a Patriots fan, but this is a couple times now where Patriots got lucky in situations like this. If you remember the Jets game early in the season with um the, the tight end, um, Safarin Jenkins, it looked like he had a touchdown, and then they ruled it a fumble. So a lot of these things... If it looks like a touchdown, if it looks like a catch, it just has to be a catch. We need to ch- stop changing the rules so much and make it obvious. But Juju had an incredible game, so I agree with a lot of you guys in the comments as well. Bell, Bell's been everywhere. <laughs> I'm laughing at this
1: one comment here from my man, Clifton Brown, saying his story of the game goes to Mike Tomlin for running his mouth three weeks ago. He was coming out saying a lot. While mm-hmm. the Patriots are doing that thing, taking on the perform- or their, uh, their opponents week in and week out, Mike Tomlin was running his mouth, worrying about the Patriots game, and look what happened. Your team comes up with the L. So Mike Tomlin, yeah, you get a sorry of the game. Uh, you have any other stories?
0: This was a great game from both teams. <laughs> it's not really, I don't really have a sorry for many players. I mean, it sucks. I, I got yeah. a sorry. I have a sorry. Who is was- I have a sorry. You know, we, we've been doing this show right now. Some some of the comments couldn't even get aired because you know, pe- people are throwing out explicitives and stuff because they're so mad. I have a sorry for the Steelers fans. You know, <laughs> you guys come into this game, you're finally you're finally gonna beat the Patriots. Juju makes that incredible play. You're probably celebrating in your house, cheering. We're gonna beat the Patriots, it's over. Super, you're starting to think Super Bowl. We're gonna get Antonio Brown back. And then that damn play happens. Then Ben Roethlisberger does what he does best, throws a late interception, and the Patriots win. So, for the Steelers fans out there from CLNS, we're giving you a big fat old sorry.
1: Better luck next time. Maybe you get your chance to crack at the Patriots game if you get there. You know, hopefully the Patriots get there as well so we can maybe see this great matchup again. But yeah, I have to agree with you. Huh. What are these comments coming out? The Steelers fans are extremely tight right now. This person here lives in Pennsylvania. Can hear people screaming in anger about this oh. loss. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. I
0: mean, patriots. So you know the conspiracy. This game is rigged. They yeah. cheated. This. You're gonna hear a lot of crap during this week. And it's a. It was a wild game. I. I haven't seen a game like that in a long time. Oh, yeah.
1: That last two minutes, you know, as high as you could have gotten, I think everybody's probably dropped pretty low too at the same time if you are a Patriots fan or a Steelers fan. Because one minute, you probably think you won. Another minute, you probably think you lost. Then you got the call and plays. And oh, my goodness. It was wild. But at the end of the day, with uh, what, 11 and three? Records, if I'm staying corrected, both both have the same record. Both have the same record, I think 11 and and 3. So, yeah, Uh, moving forward, the next two weeks, Patriots want to get, in my opinion, dominant victories. And I think the Steelers will look to bounce back. You know, we'll see what happens in the news that comes out with Antonio Brown's injury. But that's the guy that they need. You know, they definitely want to have. We'll be paying close attention to the news that comes out. Next week against Buffalo Bills, must-win game. Must-win. Must-win. Come out with a dominant performance. Obviously, yes, you've taken care of the Bills early in the season. And for the, especially for the defense, whoever they play at quarterback, because I feel like Buffalo flip-flops week in and week <laughs> out. Whoever they play at quarterback, be ready to go and have a solid game, solid performance against the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Any final thoughts, though, Marv, as we prepare to wrap up?
0: Big win from the New England Patriots, but not a convincing win. You know, still a lot of things that they need to clean up, especially defensively. The defense looks really, really bad out there. And you got to get some guys back, like we've been talking about this whole time. So it's going to be real, real interesting. Hopefully Chris Hogan comes back. Kenny Britt, we saw a reception from him working into the system. So... That's all I have to say. Big game, like you said, against the Bills. Must win game. We will be here. Make sure to check us out. Very true. <clears throat> Excuse
1: me. want to thank everybody for comment- commenting, <laughs> all the funny jokes that I saw, people going back and forth, people questioning my allegiance and all that good stuff. <laughs> but after the next game, we'll be right back here holding it down on the same CLNS media network. Uh, but well Marvin is on. Know. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys after the game next week against the Buffalo Bills. Signing out.